0: Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Today, let me uh, just get a couple plugs out of the way for myself before I talk about these two amazing guests. Episodes of Let's Chat can be found on the Network.com, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, anywhere you find podcasts. Do us a favor, go over to the iTunes and leave us a review. That's a big deal in the old podcast community. Please subscribe, and feel free to check out some past episodes May I recommend Jonah Bear or Steven Smith of Going Off Track? And we also mentioned Sean Carney of The Scandals and Dan Shields of The Rareton, both been guests on this show. Anyhow, John and Derek are fucking awesome. These dudes have been playing music forever. I mean, years and years and years. Currently, John plays in the great Seattle pop punk band called Dead Bars. Derek plays in three bands Jagger Sharks. Bottom Feeder, and Ensign. Uh, so they work for Dark Horse Percussions, a really fucking awesome uh, drum company based out of New Jersey. They make custom drums. I mean, play real drums. That's their thing, because you should play real drums. If you are a drummer, like John and Derek, who both play drums, I'm on their website right now. I'm just like kind of toying through, looking at all the bands on here. And it is ridiculous how many people, how many bands that I know or have seen who play uh who play Dark Horse Percussions, The Gaslight Anthem, The Wonder Years, Title Fight, Rx Bandits, Bleacher, Streetlight Manifesto, Gin Blossoms in 1975, Steel Train, The Men Singers, Let Me Run, and then The the Scandals. And then there's a ton of fucking bands i never even heard of in my entire life around here. But there's a lot, a lot, a lot of artists play Dark Horse drums because they're fucking awesome. Good drummers play Dark Horse, play real drums. Uh, these guys are the best they really are John and Derek were just really nice to come on and chat with me and uh just c- catch up and talk about stuff and you know we all kind of came from this like punk scene. I'm from Connecticut, and that's where like my my history is from. They grew up in Jersey, and we have similar but different experiences, but it's really cool here in Derek like playing drums for ensign and getting and and John like playing in dead bars now in Seattle, but, like Derek has these cool stories of like playing with fucking grade in Canada, and you know there's The one thing I love about the punk rock community is you can idolize a band or somebody and then give it some time and you're up here. So Derek Derek has these cool stories growing up, loving Grade. Like, I loved Grade. Fucking great band. And then years later, playing shows with them in a basement in Canada. Like, that's so fucking cool. Uh, Anyway, we're going to play a bunch of songs at the end. We're going to have a Dead Bars, Jagger Shark, also, uh, if you're in the Seattle area, check out Das What's Up gigs, which is a really cool thing. I'm going to put all the plugs also in the description, and they talk about more of this stuff in depth in the episode. I'm going to stop talking. Uh, let's get to it. Make sure you stick around to the end and listen to the songs, because I'm going to pick my favorite song of each one of those bands. And just uh, as a side note, I've been obsessed with all these bands since... Uh, I've liked all these bands for a while, but ever since we did this interview oh, maybe a month ago... I've been listening to a ton of Dead Bars and Jagger Sharks and Bottom Feeder and, and N-Sync. I've been listening to all these bands. They're fucking great. Let's get to it.
1: Well, how are you guys? Uh, fucking awesome. Just super busy. Yeah.
0: John, I'll, I'll where are you that. right now? I'm uh, on. Are you still in Seattle?
2: Still in Seattle, yep.
0: Oh, wow. And Derek, you're, you're in New York City now?
1: Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. I live in Williamsburg.
0: Yeah, J- Jonah told me that you live in his old building.
1: Yep, it's all about Jonah all the time. <laughs> Hollywood Jonah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Jonah, yeah. Jonah's the fucking man. I do live in his old building. He lived here when it was cool, though. Um, Is lived-
0: Williamsburg not cool anymore?
1: No, it's totally cool. He lived here when it was like an, a proper like art kind of uh loft vibe and you were allowed to go on the roof now like a developer took it over and was like a management company so oh. there's like a keypad on everything and like uh you can't go on the roof anymore and like whatever so Jonah lived here when it was cool and he always right. yeah and so yeah whenever i see him he's like yo how's my old building and it's like
0: he sends like, his love uh his exact words, he's like, "Yeah, if Derek was on this, this would have been a lot different of an interview." Oh,
1: think. oh, for sure, yeah. Jonas is <laughs> the best, dude. It's fucking weird too, cause I see him literally like probably like three or four times a week, and I don't even try. Like, yeah, he, that's what he told me. Yeah, we just like run into each other all the fucking time. I, 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 cause
0: um, he said you guys ran into each other like. So yesterday was Monday. He said you guys ran into each other on Sunday night.
1: Probably, I don't remember at where. At some but...
0: concert, and, and I didn't had no idea who he said it was.
1: Yeah, but that's that's always the vibe. He's Square at every... something. Oh, Square Pusher, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I work at uh, I work at Webster Hall, and he's always like there, so I always run into him there.
0: Oh yeah, because yeah. I follow you on Instagram. and I'm like, well, he's either. I was in my head I'm like, you either work there or you just fucking love hanging out there. I couldn't figure it out What it was.
1: <laughs> well, it's like both because it's fun place it's a fun place to hang out, but it's also a fun place to work because it's just kinda like hanging out, but like, you know, you're doing work but you're hanging out with your friends and you just like all these shows happen and it's you know, it's cool. It's cool to just uh it's a cool little place to just hang with and it's super close to uh to my um, apartment. So like, you know, now that it's nice, now that it's nice out I can like walk there. I just walk over the bridge.
0: Oh man. Yeah, Webster Hall, I love that venue.
1: Yeah, it's super fun. John that. John's been there before?
2: Yeah, we uh where would uh, I've been there see Bouncing Souls and uh and Lifetime like fuck 10 yeah. years ago or something like that, probably fuck. Right? Do you remember what happened at that show, John? Um, yes, I think, uh, I'm trying to think, is that when Jose, of, yeah, that's, uh, when Jose got kicked out, but that wasn't even the funniest part. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I think that particular show was like a 16 plus, you know, I think eight, you had to be 16 or over to go, and, uh, you know, we were all obviously over 16. I forget exactly how old we are, but we we were taking uh, um, Blom from Burst Screams and Red Light, Green Light, and he's also in Dead Bars now, too. He was coming with us, and he they wouldn't allow him to come into the show because he had no ID or something, so he had to go to like a Starbucks or fucking. I don't even know where he went. Some some uh maybe FedEx Kinko's or something and yeah. he had to get his mom to fax over his birth certificate. It was this big <laughs> big ordeal just to go see the bouncing souls. Yeah. Was <laughs> that wasn't even the funniest part. That's not what I was
1: even talking about. Do you remember what happened to Tom? Oh, all right. Why don't you why don't you say that? All right. So, like uh Tom Kaiger from Houston calls face First. That like that vibe. He uh, he was with us and we were just like hanging out. We got like, we got pretty drunk, I guess. He got really drunk. And when he gets <laughs> drunk, he gets so fucking stoked and it's awesome. So he's like running around having like the best time. And then all of a sudden, like he's just like, I think he like staged over something during the Souls or maybe it was Lifetime, I forget. But he like jumps off the stage and he's like, and he loses his shoe. And then somebody was it? What band was it that held up his shoe and was like, "Whose shoe is this?" And Tom's just like, "Oh, that's my shoe," and he got his shoe back. Moral of the story: after being like a drunk asshole, but it was awesome. Yeah, yeah.
2: He kept he kept uh, he kept trying to crowd surf, and the bouncers were about to throw him out of the of the venue before I think Derek you got him and you're like, "He's cool, he's cool." Yeah, then, yeah. It's yeah, lost that's his listening. shoe. I don't uh, know
1: why people. Listen. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. it's the beard did you have it's... the beard back then of course i had the beard back then i've had the beard forever yeah i think I, i've since i've known you you always had the beard pretty much I, well bringing it back because you said tom and I'm like that's actually where i met both of you guys at his house after uh red light green light show after the folly first breakup okay right you guys played their farewell shows the first time yeah 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 that was where i first met both you and john okay. um at that, that- after party
1: uh, was that what? Where was was that at the East Rutherford house? Yeah, yeah, it's at his house. Because right. I lived there too. I don't know if I was living there at the time, but like uh, John
0: we all... Tumala was living there at that.
1: Oh yeah. Time. Okay, yeah. John took my room because um, we originally me Jarrett from Houston Calls and Tom from Houston Calls. Hello. Hello.
0: I think we just lost Derek.
2: I'm, I'm here
0: still. Oh, He'll probably, he'll just try to reconnect it.
2: Huh.
0: Oh, weird. I wonder if he's on his cell phone.
2: His building sucks. Like, I've uh, tried to call him a couple times, and uh, sometimes we get cut off, so. Yeah, that's
0: know. weird, though. Like, New York City, you'd think have better internet. Hey, Stop. sorry about that. I think your call Hi. got dropped.
1: Yeah, fucking shit, man. Sorry about that. No, don't uh, worry.
0: It, I, I can edit it all together. you think think, like, for like New York City, you'd have better internet, but no. Here, here we're, this is where we're
1: at. Dude, Time Warner, man. It's a monopoly. It sucks ass. Dude, I know.
0: I've read about it. I,
1: um, it's, it's ridiculous. When I first moved in here, actually, we didn't have internet for, like, two days or something weird. I forget. Um, I forget why. It was just some dumb reason. But anyway, uh, getting back. So, me, Tom, uh, Jose... And uh, Jarrett from Houston calls. We all lived together. Me and me, Tom and Jarrett originally like lived together, and then Jose joined the band, and he lived down in South Jersey. So he would uh, he would crash on the couch literally every single night. So it got to the point where like you know it wasn't it wasn't annoying. It was awesome. It was totally fun. But Jarrett was like, yo, we have to get a bigger place. So he found this place in East Rutherford, and that was that house that you came uh, came to. And we all lived there for a while, and then I moved out with my ex, and Tom, t- I mean uh, John took my room. Somehow
0: I went to that house twice, but I didn't know any of the Houston... I never, like, personally know the Houston Call dudes, but somehow I ended up there a couple times. I have no idea how.
1: Oh, yeah. They're they great. were
0: super fucking nice, and I, I really I really like... I was really pissed, kind of mad the other day. Maybe, this was maybe, like, within a few months, some list called one of their albums, like, the worst on the drive-thru history, and I was like, that's fucking bullshit. drive through yeah. put out a lot of shitty
1: albums, and <laughs> neither of them was theirs. But all that stuff is just opinions, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. That's so stupid.
0: drive through's not even around anymore, so, like... But, you know, you like, I'm going to start... I'm going to write an internet comment, and I was like, yeah, I don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> and then I immediately quit. But I was like, no, I actually like the second album. I like the first one a lot better, but the second one was really good.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, dude, it's... Uh, that record was crazy, because, like, John remembers, um, mm-hmm. they, they demoed that record for, like, ever, and, like, there's so many different versions of so many of those songs, and it happens all the time, like especially being in bands you know you're uh, you get really attached to your demos and then you go and record the second time or the third or fourth or whatever time and the the record that comes out it's usually way different especially if you've been demoing forever and then like that's what I feel happened to like end of an era or whatever it was like it was super cool but like at the same time some of the demos were like really 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 cool yeah and, and then th- it falls into that thing where it's like demoitis we always used to call it demo-itis. where you get yeah no, you it get-
0: sounded like they listened to a ton of green day and which
1: <laughs> Well, that's pretty spot
0: on. Yeah. yeah, which is fine. I'm not even like a Green Day fan, but like, I, mean, I don't make I don't I don't criticize other people's music because like I don't know. I liked a lot of stuff that I've looked, I went back to listen to some stuff I used to listen to and be like, yeah, I probably should have got made fun of
1: for that one. But <laughs> no worries. Yo, Green Day just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How old does that make you feel? <sighs> Jesus Christ, that made me feel really old. So that's I was pretty, in middle school when Dookie nuts. came out. Yeah, so nuts.
0: I think I was in seventh grade when Dookie came out.
1: Yeah, dude, I got I got Dookie in like fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. It, I think it was sixth grade.
0: Yeah, it was around that time, and I remember just I don't know if I even had it. And then like, because where I went to school is like a lot hip hop was huge. It was a very urban area, I guess you call it. And yeah. then all the skaters liked Green Day and Bush and Blink One Eighty Two.
1: There you go.
0: <laughs> and um, maybe the, and Nirvana. Yeah, I think I even. I don't know. Yeah, because that's before. No, it, 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 all right. I'm not good at math. Is this before Nirvana? No, it can't uh, be. It's
1: it's the same. Like, it's 94, which was a great year for, like, music and yeah. Drama. Blink-182 wasn't around yet, though. Blink-182 was more like 98, 99.
0: Yeah. I mean, of- like, by the time I found, like, that by Nirvana, like, Kurt had already been dead. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I found Weird Al, I found Nirvana through Weird Al. Like, I'm, I'm going to sell myself out right now. I heard – uh, I had a Weird Al album where he parodied Nirvana. My brother's like, you don't know what he's making fun of?
1: Yeah, and all then the, I went backwards. <laughs> all those marbles in his mouth.
0: Yeah, it was amazing.
1: That was the – yeah, that I was it. I liked
0: Weird Al and the Space Jam soundtrack, and then uh, eventually I found No Doubt, and then I, I got straightened out.
1: Tight. Fucking uh, Space Jam was fucking a good movie. I didn't realize it when I was younger, but it's just one big ad. One <laughs> –
0: it really is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but Bill Murray's in it, and that rules.
0: What is he not in, though? It's I love him. He's the man.
1: Oh, he's the best. He's, he's the, the
0: best. greatest. Well, so how long have you guys known each other? You guys were in Red Light, Green Light together.
1: Yeah. Well, John is actually my brother Alex's like friend, and I just know him because of my brother Alex, who played um, who played keyboard in Red Light, Green Light. Um, so I've known John since Alex knew John,
2: and you guys met in what, kindergarten? yeah we me and Alex probably knew each other since we were it had to be it's had to be like seven or eight years old, so a long time twenty years probably at this point yeah but so- uh yeah, I mean you know we lived down the street we lived in the same neighborhood in the same town, so like I could walk to their house and we used to like play basketball and like skateboard and ride bikes and stuff like that, and like you know, through that, got into music, and then, you know, Derek was in bands, and I'd follow, follow the bands that, that he was in, and, like, that whole scene, and that's kind of how I got started, and then over time, we became really good friends, and I basically, you know, consider Derek basically my older brother at this point, you know, Uh, we just know each other for so long, and, uh, now we, you know, working together, and we still like, you know, do projects, uh, musical projects together, which is awesome. Dude,
0: that's so cool. Fuck yeah! Are you guys both? I'm 30. We're we all we're all in the same
1: age range. Yeah, well, I'm 30. Uh, yeah, I'm 31. John, you're like what? Three years younger than me. Um, yeah, 27.
0: You're 27, and you've known one yeah. person for 20 years. That's incredible.
1: Yeah, my brother Alex. <laughs> and yeah, that's me. ridiculous. I, I, I met John when Alex met John because he would always be at the house and like they'd be hanging. We would all hang, you know. We were all friends, but technically, yeah. he, was, he was my brother Alex's friend. Yeah, originally. when you're a kid, that's a thing. Like, oh, well, you're still- not
0: my friend; you're my brother's friend.
1: But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're both but drummers. Yeah. yeah, we are, and Go that's figure. why. We, yeah, dude, and uh, so fucking yeah. I didn't, I didn't start like singing in bands like because I wanted to. I did it out of like necessity, you know, because it's like you never could find a singer, and I was like, fuck it, dude. I'll <laughs> – do this <laughs> you know <laughs> and it's like who do i want to play drums for me well john can because he plays drums like i play drums you know so it worked
0: oh uh, john you got i remember when you guys played my school you you just get so into it it was so fun to watch like you would, like jump up and sing along and like drummers never get into it that much it's fucking awesome
1: well hmm. me and, me and john had this idea back in the day like putting out this record like a split called like drummers and singers <laughs> is that the name of it dude <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah, something like that. But it's kind of funny because that was totally the vibe. And now John has totally maintained that vibe with Dead Bars because now he sings in Dead Bars, you know, and he's like a drummer. So it's fucking it's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, when I, John was on here last time, I was like, I, I couldn't – I was so shocked to hear your – I love your voice. I was like, that's John? I didn't know yeah. you could sing. And, like, I didn't know you could play drums either. So I was like – I guess like flipped for both of you guys. I just – I met you in, in, like, this one role. Like, you were the singer and John was the drummer and a few guys flip-flopped.
1: Yeah, dude. and that's that, that's the fun that's the fun part and it's cool to uh, it's cool that we're both doing uh, Dark Horse again because like John is originally the guy who got me into it because uh, they sponsored red light green light when we played bamboozle the one year and then that's how John got involved and then he started doing artist relations and then and then me him and Anthony went to go the owner the other owner of Dark Horse he, um, he we all went to go see Gaslight Anthem and the Bouncing Souls and uh, let me run I think opened at Asbury, uh, Asbury, uh, convention convention hall. Yeah. yeah. And then we just got like, we just drank all of like the whiskey broke down so hard. (laughs) We ended up like running around backstage, like chugging whiskey with like the Pete from souls and like this dude, Lamar Vinoy who who they wrote like a song about. And just, we got like all of the fucked up. And then Anthony hit me up like the next day and was like, yo, do you want to do like artist relations for, uh, for Dark Horse? And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. And then, you know, we all kind of like went our like not our separate ways, but Anthony sold the company and then uh, to our boy Chris. And then Anthony called me up a couple months ago and was like, "Yo, dude, I'm buying back the company from um, from Chris. Do you want to be my partner?" And I was like, "Sure, dude. That's fucking awesome." Uh, so that's when I got back in. And then I my first call was fucking John. I was like, "Yo, John, do you want to like come back and like fucking do West Coast shit?" And he's like, "Yeah." And so it's it's cool, and now we're back and trying to, like, make it make it fucking awesome and fun. Like, it's always been cool, but, like, we're trying to make it, like, really, really awesome and fun again. And I think we're doing a pretty good job.
0: So, like, for people listening, Dark Horse uh, Productions, do uh, you want to expand on what
1: that is? Oh, Dark Horse Percussion is a custom drum company. Oh, percussion, I said that wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's based in New Jersey and has been for the last 20 years. We have, like, a pretty sweet roster. The Gaslight Anthem plays their stuff. Mike McDermott from The Souls. He's not in the Souls anymore, but he uh, used to play our stuff. Like ton of you know, ton of ton of bands. You know, check out uh, Darkhorsepercussion and you can check all that shit out. It's just sweet custom drums. You know, and we're all drummers, we're all band dudes. You know, we're just like we know what works and what doesn't work. Oh, Title Fight also plays their shit. Like you know,
2: Title Fight, it's, Menzingers, RX Bandits, Wonder yeah. Years, um, hey. lots of great bands. Is yeah, it dude. safe
0: to say every band that is fucking awesome still that I like? Because everyone you just named off, I'm like, those are the only bands I've, like, kept up with in the later years, like Menzingers and Title Fight and fucking Wonder Years. I'm like, yeah, I like all those bands. Ba-, obviously, Gaslight. But
1: like, pretty much. <laughs> those yeah, are dude, all fucking
0: I... sick-ass bands for, like, old people like me who like the yeah. young people music.
1: Yeah, for sure. They're all our, And they're all, like, our friends. They're all homies. And, like, that's the whole vibe of this company. It's, like, we just want to be, like cool people to cool bands doing cool things, you know, but not limited to that, obviously, like, we'll, we'll like, you know, you know, we'll build drums for anybody. But like, you know, we're trying to try to be cool, you know, because so many people get wrapped up in the bullshit. And it's not about that. It's about just like being cool and taking care of your friends and playing cool music and making cool shit. So I think we're doing a pretty cool job of doing that in the last just in the last couple months when me, John and Anthony got back involved.
0: Dude, you guys have been blowing up online at least, like, and not even, like, just from stuff I follow for either you or John. Like, completely obscure people I'll follow will post something about Dark Horse. I'm like, hey, I know those dudes. It's, like, weird. Yeah, dude. Usually, at one time, it was, like, yeah, a but... sponsored tweet from probably one Go of the ahead. bands. Like, stuff like that. It's, like, everywhere. I think that was it. But, they, like, random oh. ass people on tw- band people on Twitter that I don't even know or, you know, through 300,000 people kind of thing.
1: For sure, the internet's crazy, man, but uh, we also, yeah, we've been actively pursuing, like, trying to just sponsor cool shit, like, um, for instance, a couple months ago, uh, uh, we found out that my buddy Nate, or John, John's friends with him, too, uh, our buddy Nate fucking, from this band Ensign, who I play drums in uh, now, but they've been around forever. It's just like quintessential, like hardcore band from New Jersey. Uh, he got diagnosed with cancer. And so it was like, it was like a complete bummer. And he's by no means well off. And like, you know, he like, he had no money to begin with. And then to get hit with something like that sucked. So everybody came together and like close friends put together this, um, go uh, project like an online, you know, Kickstarter kind of vibe for to, for his medical expenses. And they raised, uh, over a hundred thousand dollars for him via that, and then everybody came together. Uh, Dan, who plays guitar in Ensign, and Tim, the singer, spearheaded this idea for Nate Fest, which we ended up executing um, last month. And Dark Horse sponsored it, so uh, and it was just a ton of really awesome old hardcore bands coming together and giving all the money to Nate. So we raised like another like eighty thousand or so for him for that. And okay. so, it's it's really cool, too, because, like, it was just a positive, positive vibe with positive people, like, and within, within hardcore, and New York hardcore and stuff, there's always beef, and there's always weird shit that happens, but, like, everybody dropped beef, and just, it was a positive event, no fights, no bullshit, tons of, like, you know, it stoked people being stoked and helping Nate, and he's doing really well, and he's been super, super positive. But, uh, yeah, so that ruled, it was super successful, and... So that's the kind of things Dark Horse is trying to do. We also sponsored an event last week. It was uh, the 20th anniversary of Empire Records. So I, put, I brought a kit down to Williamsburg Hall of Music. I mean, uh, sorry, I always do that. Fucking Rupp Trade, which is a record store in Williamsburg. It's right down the street from my house. Um, we set up Joe's Drums, if, if you're familiar with the movie. And it was just a really cool event. Guar was there. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah.
0: I saw the, the drum head you guys did for Nate Fest, too. I thought that was amazing.
1: Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah was, I followed
0: uh, that whole thing. Um, I remember I had Sean from the Scandals on here. You know, he's a Rhode Island guy too.
1: So yeah, fucking we... Sean is one of the coolest people I've met in a really long time. Uh, I love so, that dude.
0: And so we were like, we were talking about Nate Fest here, and then he like pulls up the GoFundMe, and he's like, "Holy shit, it's over a hundred grand!" And like, we had this like, we had a couple beers. And we both kind of got like, slight, like, I don't, I don't know Nate at all, but like, we both got like slightly emotional. That like, yeah, man, hardcore fucking awesome.
1: And it's real, and people always talk about, like, Unity and, like, you know, all this positive stuff, PMA and all this stuff, which is just usually talk, but to actually see it executed, especially in a positive way for a positive thing, for the, like, the, the best dude on Earth, uh, it just, like, it was really, really, really inspiring. All well, those was, like,
0: pictures are fucking incredible. Like, I mean, you had the fucking Cro-Mags
3: there
1: yeah and but, like even beyond that, like people got back together for this like this band the purpose, which was a really big band in New Jersey back in the day that broke up a while ago and hasn't played since they came back together for this um then we like far side did a reunion um you know, it's just like there were tons of cool people coming out then just you know just for Nate and it was super super positive
0: it's it's just nice to see like it's just so rare like oh. I was blown away and i I mean I, I wish I could have gone to it but I was looking at it online, and I was like God damn, I donated, Um, I think the Scandals, I bought one of their songs when, when the money went to them. Cool. Uh, when Jared did that solos track.
1: Yeah, for sure. I uh, thought that
0: was so sweet. That's so cool that you guys are be, um sponsored that, though. That's like, it's fucking sweet. That's just so nice. It's, like, it's just nice, you know, right? Because private companies can do good things for good people.
1: Yeah, dude, and that's the coolest part. Like, you know, and especially with me and John and Anthony all back together, you know, it's like um we're all trying to just do cool shit you know yeah it's a business we're gonna like we're trying to make money too but like there's ways to make money and still be cool you know and that's what we're trying to like do you know and we still want to we're still like diy people who grew up you know in this scene and understand the scene so it's like you know we're just trying to we're just trying to like practice what we preach for lack of a better you know, and
0: you're all punk kids from jersey or the owner is he a jersey kid too
1: yeah, he's, he's Jersey. He's a little bit older than us, but he's he's definitely, definitely a fucking great dude. He's like, you know, he's all about drums. He's got like a master's in percussion, wrote a book about the flam, teaches oh my drums, God. builds drums. Dude, he's like a maniac. He's got four kids, and he's still like <laughs> always doing crazy stuff. I'm just like, where do you get the energy, man? Like John can attest to this. Uh, John, how often does he text us about
2: uh <laughs> I'm in a group text. Uh, my so my okay. Here's an example. My phone uh, died for about a week, and uh, I finally got it back up and running. And I think I had like I don't know like 380 uh, unread unread texts from uh, yeah. from it. So, no yeah. yeah he he's the man. Um, yeah. But uh, also we got uh, another great dude Steve uh, in the in the crew. Yeah, and uh, those guys are holding it down. You know in Jersey and. I'm out here just trying to do, I do some events too, um, like I'll, I'll um, you know, sponsor, you know, shows out here and we'll use the backline, the Dark Horse backline kit and just try and get the word out, obviously, because, you know, it's, well, you know, on the other side of the country, it's not really a Northwest brand, so I'm trying to, you know, uh, get exposure out here and uh, it's been cool. It's been really positive and um, uh, everything's going good.
1: Yeah, and your drummer, CJ, is a, uh, is a um, Jersey dude as well, and he's been playing music forever, and he ended up in uh, Seattle, and John and him met, and they are dead bars, but he, CJ runs these, like, like every cool show that's happening in Seattle, I feel like, CJ's doing, and John helps uh, CJ with that, that's called That's What's Up Gig. And that's super positive. And those are the those are the backline that we uh, we do for Dark Horse. We sponsor basically. That's what's up. Uh, and that's CJ's thing. John's drummer.
0: My cousin just played one of those Deaths Was Up gigs. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just saw it on Facebook, and I've always seen it on your Facebook, John. Um, I don't know if you saw it. Hungry Ghost. I know she, her and her. She's the drummer.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. That's oh awesome. yeah, that's
0: my cousin Sarah. I saw them when they came out when they were out east recently. She was um she's older, but she was the drummer of Unwound, who was like I don't know way. Go they're like
2: oh yeah yeah, so they're like um sub pop uh, band from a while ago. That's awesome, man. Uh, I K- kill rock Bet stars, that. I think. Okay.
0: I think they were Kill. Yeah, way like they broke up in 02 when I graduated high school, so it was like way ahead of time. She's the one who introduced me to ska actually, when she came out. She was I think she was on tour with Sleater Kinney but i was like 15 and my parents wouldn't take me to go see him in boston with him and i think she came for like christmas or something and she gave me a ska cd but it was all like early like two tone stuff
2: <laughs> dude speaking of ska um <laughs> dead, dead bar's uh are going to be opening up for uh, mustard plug uh coming up in uh in july i think so oh, fuck that was
0: fucking i love
2: i love mustard plug <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude! Congratulations. Exactly. Pretty, pretty interesting, uh, weird turn of events, but I think it's gonna be. It's they gonna put on a
0: good show? I think, I it's been a while. Last time I saw them, it was like four years ago, and they were playing with bomb the music industry, and it was in like Poughkeepsie, and like I was in college. I Maybe mean, it was like six years. I don't know, but I remember being like, "Wow, Muster Plugs is still around," and now it's now we're talking six years after that, and they're still around. <laughs> good for them.
2: Yeah, yeah, dude. It- they're cool. They're, I mean, I, I mean, I still, I still like some ska stuff, and uh, you know, I went back and I kind of checked out some of the, some of their new stuff, and I went back and checked out some of their old stuff, and they're, they're a good band, so it's gonna be fun.
1: Well,
0: they weren't like cheesy ska, like they were just an awesome band that had horns.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like I like Real Big Fish, but there's like a, a joke aspect to them that people like. I mean, I think they're a tight band, but there's like some like, oh, ha ha ha, they're ska, but like. Muster plug, Boss Tones, like they were just fucking sick bands with horns.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, fr- I'm
0: from Connecticut, so like growing up, like Spring Hill Jack were like my idols.
1: Oh, uh, dude, um, yeah, I, I used to like Spring Hill Jack a lot too. I saw them uh, back in the day at Coney Island High, which isn't there anymore, but it used to be on Saint Mark's, and it was like a really dirty, awesome fucking oh, punk man. venue. Yeah, 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 like that was back in the day when we used to like, you know, take the bus to the city because we couldn't drive and just go see shows, and then like miss the bus, and our parents would have to come pick us up and yell at <laughs> us because we told them we were going to our friend's house and not New York. That's <laughs>
0: amazing.
1: That happened more often than not. But uh. <laughs>
0: but now <laughs> your parents should be happy because you guys made a career
1: out of music. Yes and no. I, it's uh it's something. <laughs> <tough> <laughs> Me and John talk about this a lot,
2: but uh, yes and no. <laughs> <sorry. Yeah.
1: laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, dude, I saw a lot of great shows in New York, and then Giuliani came in, and like, yeah, he cleaned up the city, but he also fucking destroyed the music. Uh, oh yeah, every, I want cool, to get every cool venue closed. Everything, and, most, and it's like, it's. I mean, I, I feel old now, but like at the same time, I wish I was older because I wish I saw like more old new york i got like i got a taste of it like i went to a lot of really awesome venues you know between like the age of, of 14 and like 17 when like before giuliani ruined everything but like so i went to like you know a bunch of shows at corny Island high a bunch of shows at tramps like a bunch of shows at like Sea squad like abc no abc no rio still there though. but like uh what was wetlands um uh, dude, you know, tons of venues the and con- you just, continental, right? Dude, the continental when it was cool, CBGBs, uh, fucking, but in the old knitting factory, which was there for a while, even after Giuliani, but like the old knitting factory was the coolest fucking place on earth. It had like three stages. It was just so sick. And now it's in Williamsburg. It's right down the street from my house. It's still cool, but it's only one stage and I don't know, whatever, but there was this vibe in New York back in the day. And yeah, it was dangerous. Yeah, it was weird, but like, that's what made it awesome. And that's I- good art. It's yeah and it's like and people weren't priced out and now you know everybody who's trying to do something cool can't in new york cuz well they can but like they have to be funded to do it cuz like everything costs so much dude and like you always have to be making money and if you're not making money you're not living you're not eating and it sucks because to do cool shit a lot of the time you don't make any money so you know new york is fucking awesome it's really really cool but like i wish i when i was well i wish i was a little bit older so i could have seen it when it was really really cool
0: whenever our friends from new york because i live in providence whenever our friends come up to visit they're just like holy shit your apartment's huge how much is it and then i tell them they're like are you fucking kidding me i pay triple of that and have a third of the space i'm like yeah well i don't live in new york city
1: <laughs> dude for sure it's like you know but it, you know but i also
0: don't live in new york city
1: Exactly. Proximity is like, you know, it's, it costs a lot, but it's, it's worth it. It's really cool. But it's, you know, it's like, it's different. It's cool. Seattle's fucking awesome, though. I love Seattle's like one of my favorite cities. And I I know it so well now, because of john and visiting him. Um and I knew it before but not like I know it now. But uh it's it's also doing this weird gentrification and John can talk more about this, especially like with the fun house and stuff. But it you know, it's a lot of condos and a lot of like people getting priced out and
2: I don't know, John can take this. That's, I feel yeah. like if you I mean this is like you know, I'm sure like a broader political discussion, we could probably do like a whole another hour on it. But I feel like if you pick the top like whatever ten cities, you know, the top um Well, most well-known cities in America, they're all probably going through similar things as New York did a few years ago and still going through. And, like, I've lived in Seattle for five years now, and just within the past five years, the amount of uh, change that's happened here, you know, I mean, you used to be able to get a studio apartment um, in, you know, the middle of downtown Seattle for $500, $600, or something like that. I mean, there's no way that you're going to pay less than... A thousand or eleven 1, hundred. I mean, you're looking more like you know twelve hundred dollars, and that's for old studios. They're building these new condos. You know now it's like minimum seventeen hundred, eighteen hundred. You know all the way up to like three thousand dollars. So it's like it's getting harder and harder to live within, um, you know proximity to the city center. But it's happening everywhere. I'm not gonna be like a complainer, you know, because it's like there's this cool stuff happening. Like. You know, last year there was a lot of things going on with a lot of venues closing and uh, a lot of um, a lot of just bars in general were closing. People didn't really have places to go to just like get a drink. You know, like just wanted to go get a beer and, and hang out. But it, things have changed a little bit more now. Like I just, they just just within the past uh, couple months we've got the Funhouse reopened, which is great. The Funhouse was a cool venue that ended up getting shut down for condos and uh it re- it reopened in a new location um chop suey which is another really cool venue um just got, went under new ownership but they're keeping it a venue and they totally um kind of re uh redid everything and like are doing these really cool um local bills now on sundays um, called kill the keg, which is like, um, you know, four local bands, uh, you know, five dollar ticket and dollar beers until the kegs go. So there's different things that are happening to try and, you know, re, reignite the scene. And I've noticed that it's been getting a lot better. So I think that if you just, um, you know, if you don't give up and you kind of like adapt with what's going on, there's going to be shit, cool shit going on in lots of places. People aren't going to stop, um, making music people aren't going to stop having fun they're just going to do it other places so you just got to find it
0: i, I live in one of those neighborhoods you're referring to in providence i'm one of those people i live in one of those like gentrified neighborhoods but like the apartments we we locked in like our landlords are like in a weird place where they want to sell the house so they don't want to raise the rent on us so it's like we're like fucking lucky as shit but like someone across the street was paying like 1300 dollars a month to fucking rent in providence like providence is cool but like it's not 1300 fucking dollars a month to rent an apartment cool at least
1: mm. not to me. Dude, that sounds so cheap.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I pay way less. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not even breaking a 1,000. But...
1: <laughs> that is the best thing I've ever heard.
2: Yeah, I know, it, it's, it, that's amazing. You know, like, I, I live, I, so me and my roommate, we pay twelve fifty, and everybody's just like, oh, my God, how did you guys get, like, a place so cheap, you know? And I'm like, I have no idea. So I'm just kind of waiting for the moment where where everything's going to go up, and then who knows where I'll be. Probably be, I don't even know. I'll I'll be in Tacoma or something. All of us youths
0: just keep—we're all flocking back. All of our, our, you know, our parents' generation all left the cities, and now we're all just driving right back into them. Yeah, it's I, pretty I love cool. I love living in the city. It's it's fucking pretty great. Cool. It's it's yeah. nice. You know what's weird too? When you meet people who are like afraid of cities, like it throws me off or like a loop. Like, you know, you know that type of person who grew up in, like, a small town, and they never met a black person, and they're terrified of everything different. Like, it just gets so happy that every day that I'm not one of those people.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's happy. Uh,
0: so how did you guys you, – did you guys find, like, hardcore and punk, like, together, or did you guys kind of come at it at different times in life?
1: Um, I mean, like, you know, I was always kind of just – I always loved music, and I always was, like, very influenced uh Play music And we luckily had like a really cool like scene, like suburban scene when we were younger. And so I got I started going to shows when I was like, I don't know, 12 or 13, I guess, like just DIY shows like, uh, you know, Knights of Columbus and all that kind of vibes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, dude. And then so like uh, and then, you know, then this, with the city being like, you know, less than an hour bus ride, uh, we would just like hop into the city and, you know, see all these bands that we heard about. And then, you know, just. And back then it was different because, like, you didn't have, like, the internet. You didn't have all this stuff. So you just, like, your friend would tell – your friend's older brother or your friend would tell you about these, like, bands. And you'd check them out and you'd get stoked. And it was, like, really, really cool. And you had to try really hard to, like, do anything. And it's it was so awesome. Um, where, where in Jersey are you guys from? Uh, a town called Rockaway. It's, like, 35 miles west of Manhattan.
0: Oh yeah, I was uh, was driving. I drove by. Well, I drove. It was on the highway the to Eighty, is that right? No. Yeah. I was driving to um, Branchville, I think, from Belleville. My my in-laws live in North Jersey, but we went to uh, we were going to a wedding in some small ass town. And I saw Rockaway on the on the highway sign.
1: Um, oh yeah, Rockaway is Rockaway is totally a cool place. It was a great place to grow up, uh, but I'm very glad I don't live there now. Yeah, I know how you feel about that. When <laughs> For sure. For you, sure. I mean,
0: you guys come from like a legendary, like I mean, New Jersey. Like I grew, up, so I grew up in Connecticut, and by the time I found music, everyone I kept, everyone I met was just talking about how great it used to be, and then how awesome everything was in Long Island and New Jersey. And then eventually, like the movie life had already come and gone by the time I found like music, and then everyone was just talking about every band ever from New Jersey, and you guys just like kind of grew up right in the heart of that.
1: Yeah, we got we got really lucky. It was it was it was super cool. Um, it was definitely a cool place to grow up. I mean, Long Island was really 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 cool back in the day. I wish I saw more of that.
0: Oh my God! Like early, early, brand new Taking Back Sunday shows and stuff like that.
1: Well, I saw those. I mean, I my, my old band we played with Brand New uh, back before like they were a thing. Like uh, on that first record, we played a couple shows with them. And I, I thought they, I, I still think they're really cool. They're fucking awesome. Oh, but yeah, I'm talking yeah. like back in the day, like old school, like um, like I wish I saw like VOD in like a hall. I wish I saw like Silent Majority. I wish I saw like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, like those kind of Long Island bands. Uh, I wish I, I mean, I did see the movie life back in the day. I saw them actually in Long Island. It was oh, actually wow. one of the sickest shows I ever went. John, Chris Amato drove me when I was like, I think I was like 16 or something, 16 or 17. We drove out to this show. It was at a BFW in Long Island that held like probably like 600 kids. And I'm not making this up. This was the lineup. The lineup was Newfound Glory, Big Wig, The Impossibles, Hot Rod Circuit, The Movie Life, and one band that I forget the name of, but that was in a hall. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> and I was like watching this band play, and it was The Movie Life, and I was like, Dude, this band is fucking awesome. All these kids are like flipping out and I had no idea who they were. And this is right before uh this is right before um uh whatchamacallit? Oh shit, what's the name of that record? The uh the one with the stars on. This time
2: next year or whatever.
1: This time next year, yeah, it was right before that record came out. And then I got so into the movie life. I was like so stoked on that band. And what's what's really weird in full circle now is like me and John's old band, uh Red Light, Green Light, We actually did a tour and played a bunch of shows with I Am The Avalanche, which was Vinny's band after uh, the movie life. And what's even weirder now is, like, Vinny lives in Brooklyn. He lives in Greenpoint. Like, I hung out with him at the bar the other night. Like, we're just, like, friends now. But, like, that's a mindfuck because I also, like, remember being 16 and, like, watching him play and being like, yo, that's, like, the best singer I've ever seen, (laughs) you know?
3: Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: It's oh funny. you know it's hold on sorry, dude. John. Uh yeah. the, his brother lives in Rockaway.
2: Yeah, I know. That's I know. He's he lives a... in White Meadow Lake. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm like Omaha. It's yeah, funny. dude. Weird. It's, it's so funny. It's so funny. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Like, oh no, don't be like, sorry,
0: please. You got talk more than me. People have on here have yeah. heard me talk more than
2: enough. All right. <laughs> no, it's it's it is it is kind of weird growing up, uh I think and like getting into music at that time, because so much stuff was going on, like Derek mentioned, like, you know, it was before the internet, I mean, like, it was just, the internet was around, but it was, yeah, it, but it was it, before, it, it, it was like, it, it, you used it more as like, you had to really dig around to kind of find what you're looking for, which, which was cool, because you yeah. still had to, like, be told by your older, your friend's older brother about something, and then, you know, instead of, like, you know, searching around in a record store, you could try to you know go and try and find some blog or some message board or, or some or some sort of place that had you know a way to get like an MP3 or something. So there were there That's were what, ways. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so that was kind of cool. Um, but there was a couple points when bands from New Jersey were like becoming you know the biggest band either in the country or at times the biggest band in the world which you know is insane to even think about i mean like at one point like my chemical romance was the biggest band in the world right yeah. you know it's like yeah. that's that's insane just because they were like a lo- they were like a local band right so yeah. it's like to, to to be a kid and playing in a local band and then seeing that level of success you're like well, what the fuck? Like, is this even real anymore? Like, is you know how like I'll never be able to do that, or you know like how how are these guys uh, making it this far? Like, what what's what's going on? So it, it kind of skewed your uh, it skewed your vision of success. I think it did for me when I was younger. I mean, now I you know I have you know goals of my own uh, personal goals. You know, just to make music that makes me feel you know, good about performing and, and good about writing, but, you know, to see that level of success at that point as, as a young kid playing music was, was pretty weird. I mean, Saves the Day, Thursday, you know, huge bands. Huge bands.
0: And I'm sure yeah. a lot of those and people at this point, too, are, like, probably peers of both of yours in some facet. I mean, I mean, Derek, you play with Benny from Gaslight, like, you know, like, I'm sure you guys are just buds, but, like, they're one of the biggest bands in the world.
1: Yeah, I always forget that too. I played basketball with Benny last night actually. Uh, See, that's played- crazy. that's
0: crazy because played- like they're so huge.
1: Well I played soccer with Alex, the guitar player. Like we started this like soccer kind of vibe thing. We're trying to like uh, get it we have a team, but we're trying to challenge uh, Asbury Park Football Club, which is Ian and um, other people from Asbury Ian from, uh, from Gaslight as well. So yeah dude but they're just like dudes and they're dudes from Jersey like they grew up exactly like us so it's not like weird. I always forget that they are like I guess quote unquote famous because they're just dudes I mean you know like anything else and they're so humble and so fucking chill you know
0: I love when he guest hosts going off track he's fucking hilarious. I don't know if you ever listened to I don't know if you listen to Jonah's podcast ever it's really fucking good.
1: I know Jonah Rules and Jonah's podcast is always really awesome, but I don't listen – I don't listen to podcasts ever. I think they're really cool, but I just don't. There's yeah, just yeah. so there's so many of them and there's just so much. Well, if, you're, just not, like, like,
0: like if you're in New York too, like I think it, for me, like when I have a commute like for work, that's when yeah. it comes into play, right? Like when I, I used to drive an hour to work every day and that was like where – that's where I just became addicted. But like if you're in New York, I feel like if, I, if I'm walking, I want to listen to music.
1: Yeah, I'm always listening to music or just, like, sometimes just not, just observing. Uh, I've gotten really, really, really into Spotify. Yeah, um, me too. Just like, Dude, it's just really, really cool. I mean, I know it's not the best for, like, musicians because you don't make any money off of it. I you know, it,
0: but where else but, can you find old video games you played on PlayStation, like Tony Hawk's uh, playlist that you feel like oh, you need okay. to listen to?
1: Yeah, for sure, or just, like, anything. Like, okay, for instance, uh, we left – I worked Webster the other night. I forget what – oh, I think it was the Squarepusher show. And then we were going to, like – oh, John, you like this story – we were headed to this other bar on St. Mark's, and um, so we were walking. We we're walking there, and the dude, I was with. He's a bartender at Webster. He's like, "Oh, we gotta stop. We gotta stop in here." Um, my buddy like runs this, and it was the Holiday Cocktail Lounge, which, if you're familiar with the Bouncing Souls, <laughs> was a Bouncing Souls song on the self-titled record. And I was like, I was like, "Oh man, dude, uh, I don't really want to go in here because this is this is my story." So when I was like, when I turned 21, I was so freaking stoked. To go to the Holiday Cocktail Lounge, I was like beyond stoked. And I remember I was, uh, I was, we were at a show at the Continental. It was a Houston Calls show. I forget. I think they were playing with like, I forget. Whatever. But I met them there, and we were going on tour. Like I used to tour with them. I used to like sell merch and shit. But um, Houston Calls or Bouncing Souls? Oh, Houston Calls. Okay, right. yeah, that's what I was so, thinking. I was like, so, wait, me what? And, so me and Tom walked down to the Holiday Cocktail Lounge. I just turned 21. So I'm so stoked I'm like beyond stoked. We sit down and there's just nobody there. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. This is fucking awesome. I saw the bartender she's just like bummed on life and doesn't want to talk to anybody. So and they don't have any taps. They just have bottled beers. So I think I ordered a bottle of Heineken because I had no idea what kind of beer to order so it was in, you know, whatever. So I get it. And I was like, oh, dude, like this place is so cool. She's like, yeah. We're... And I'm like, dude, no, this is like you guys do you like the Bouncing Souls. Like they wrote a song about it. This place is rad. And she's like, who the Bouncing Souls? I'm like, yeah, I like the Bouncing Souls. They're fucking awesome. And she's just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I just like, my heart broke, like literally in that moment, I was so pumped. (laughs) So getting back to my story last night where I'm like, okay, I guess I'll check this out. And I had told that story to my dude as we were walking there. We go inside and uh, it's really awesome now. They like revamped it and like they have like a new menu and stuff. And we meet the dude who's like running it. And he's the man. And I see he has some tattoos and and we start talking about music. And he brings up Strung Out. And I'm like, fuck, dude, I used to love Strung Out. And then he's like, yo, I just got a Strung Out tattoo. He shows me this, <laughs> his Strung Out tattoo. And I'm like, that's so fucking sick. And then, I go, and then I go to my basic question when anybody tells me, like, yo, I like Strung Out. I was like, well, there's two kind of Strung Out fans. Which one are you? Are you a suburban dude or are you a twisted dude? Because those are like the two quintessential Strung Out records, Suburban Teenage Wasteland and Twisted by Design. So he's like, "Ooh," like he had trouble answering, which is the best part about that question because it's really hard, but you always go one way. And he goes twisted, and I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome. I'm a suburban dude, but that rules." So, yeah. Uh, oh, and then Spotify. Sorry, going back to Spotify. I I've been listening to Strong Out for like the last day over and over again. It was it's the best. Oh, oh, <laughs> it really takes yeah. me back, dude. Yeah. It was so good. I feel like I listen
0: to a lot of the same old music. Like um it was a brutal fucking winter up here. I was- I don't know. John, I have Seattle probably would have it. But as like Derek could contest, it was fucking awful. So, like, to combat it every day, it was I was like, I'm listening to nothing but SoCal pop punk. And that's how I'm going to feel warm. So, I was just like listening to, like, yeah. oh, was Spotify. Because, like, I got, like, my, my, my. I started a new job, like, four months ago where I get, like, a a, a work phone. And, I'm, you know, I don't have to pay for the data. So, when I'm driving, I'm like, fuck yes. I'm going to listen to every album I've ever wanted to listen to right
1: now. Dude, that. Yeah, that rules. Oh, uh, hold. Old fat record stuff is just the best. Oh god,
0: comps! Nice. I I fucking loved comps. I forgot how much I loved comps. That's how I found so yeah. many bands when I was young. Survival
1: younger. the, survival the fattest. <laughs> no.
0: Do you remember? Oh. Um, I don't. This might be a little uh, far reach. But I remember Alex from Paulson had a label for a short time, and
1: they put out new a world comp. Re- new, the new yeah, world new world.
0: Comp. I wish I still had that comp. But
1: that was one of my favorite yeah, comps
0: I've ever had in my entire life.
1: Oh, there were a lot of songs on it i forgot about that but yo, alex is like the coolest dude ever he dude, he's uh so used to go fucking to, nice to, yeah but he used to go to every single show with a box of comps i remember and sell them i would see him literally at every show and he would be selling comps like that was like that's like the hustle and that's what like i miss about like old school the shows like the flyering like the people just setting up like distros and like you know that kind of vibe oh that my doesn't god, like yeah hit.
0: distros did you guys have people distro. who would have like They're...
1: literature at
0: yours because i remember like, like i'd go to like like zines, dude zines, zines and like, like animal people. rights people and then like it'd be like oh, a mixture dude, of both yeah. like yeah oh my god handmade zines those are the fucking best oh dude for
2: dude, sure yeah. right, who's like... that guy that uh who was that guy that used to go to all the all the shows like with the gigantic distro like was it like isn't it like hardcore joe or something yeah dude yeah they
1: were like yeah uh, dude that's where i got all of my old like cds and records and like those were the dude that that, those vibe people were like is why i started collecting records when i did which i you know was like 15 or 16 before like it became like you know cool again to like press records and stuff like i have a bunch of like really really old like Punk records because those dudes sold records and had them stocked in their distros, and now it's shit on the old like you know CDs and stuff. But that's how you got music. You either got music at shows at distros, or you had to like you know go to the record store. Like me and my friend uh, J- John knows and Ryan Stalter. He's like great dude. He, uh, me and him used to like do these trips when we first got our licenses, and we would do this loop. We would hit vintage vinyl, and then we'd hit the curmudgeon in uh, Edison in this loop and then go home and we would do that like you know like a couple of times a month and you know that's how we'd buy records you know that's how you had to do it back then you know you, you could order them on the internet yeah but you know
0: but it was, was oh man dan shields i think used to work at vintage way back when that's how i had heard of it from connecticut
1: oh probably yeah dude dan's the man did he oh he's definitely
0: listening to this so uh, hi dan
1: Hey Dan. Yeah, dude, Dan's <laughs> fucking awesome. He just did the tour with um Scandals, with Scandals. and
0: Gaslight. Yeah, and Gaslight. I I saw him at the Providence show. It was fucking awesome. But it was cool. like day 2 of tour.
1: So Did you did you pick up did you pick up the split I put out? The uh, the Jaguar Shark Scandal split?
0: No, Dan should have fucking sold me on that. I, I didn't see I don't think they had it at that show. And if I'm wrong, then Dan's in trouble.
1: Uh, they definitely did. Yeah, uh, they no, sold out I'm... of the one Sold out of the one color, but there's... Yeah, it's, it's sweet. Because they did John's, the two, they did a uh, New York show, John, then
0: they came up here. Sorry. Fucking Dan. Di- yeah, I, I, I think we all need to blame Dan Shields right now for not selling me that CD.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm
0: <laughs> he not was probably a He's weird. probably a horrible merch... No. I, I, from my understanding, he no, already did a wonderful oh, oh. job.
1: <laughs> he did a great job. I just yeah, love busting sure. his
0: balls. I actually just saw him on Saturday. He was working at the wedding I was at.
1: That's awesome. It's Jared cool. actually... Jared hit me up literally right before this, and he was like, "Yo, you want to come to AC with me, like Atlantic City?" And I was like, "Dude, I totally would, but I have to do your podcast, and then I'm getting my haircut by my friend tomorrow morning. So <clears> that would have <throat> just been like an, an endless, you know, an endless party. Those, <laughs> oh, dudes, oh, are, those well, dudes are great.
0: Yeah, those. Um, I don't know if they, if Sean's ever told you how much the Scandal dudes ref- or Jared refused to try Nice Slice, which is like the pizza spot up here. But we broke their nice sliced cherry. Okay. So it was like a big deal for Sean.
1: Cool. Yeah, Jared's stubborn, you know. He's uh, he's he's super jersey, he's Bayonne, he's like the one redeeming factor for me at least about Bayonne. His pizza <laughs> No, Jared in general. Oh, Bayon, Jared. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. The I, say, I,
1: saying and the saying about Bayonne is if it's from Bayonne, leave it alone. But uh, Jared, you know, breaks the mold with that. He's the best. Yeah, I've met those
0: dudes once, but I've met Sean before through Dan when he's been up here. So I've hung out with Sean, so I know him. I don't know, like, I, if I see him, we'll chat. But he's super fucking. I, we met him. We hung out at a fucking dive bar all night, and then he came on the show like a month later. So I was like,
1: you're all right. <laughs> oh, he's yeah, he's the he's awesome dude. He works at the Court Tavern. And that whole uh, that that split that uh, record we did is really cool because it's a uh, it's a like the cover is comic it's like a comic and it's all about the it's the court tavern with zombies attacking it and <laughs> John, and John's friend Tom, who uh, who works not directly for Das What's up but like he uh, he's like the dude who does all like the flyers and stuff he drew that cover and it's it's really really awesome I'm super proud of like the way it looks aesthetically I think it's really rad. So I, I, I like I like it
0: too. Awesome! I love cartoon. I'm I'm pro anything cartoon. Like I love cartoons. I think that was I love that split uh, cover. I fucking damn it, Dan.
1: I know. I'm yeah. Dead. No, but, um.
3: It's
0: all, it's all Dan's fault. I hope. I wonder if he'll go back. I hope. I hope he gets to go back out on tour at some point in his life. But uh, that's so cool to be like his age. I don't know. He's like late twenties and go on your first tour. Like he was yeah, so sure. excited.
1: For sure. He's uh his band is really cool too.
0: Oh yeah, the Raritan?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and... I I saw them at the Court Tavern the one time I went there and you know, I've known Dan for a very long time um through like a random I don't know, not even through music. I met him through like a camp for kids with heart conditions, which is a cool. longer story. So then like That's... all these years later Dan's like, "Oh, I'm in a band." I was like, "Yeah, but you've been in a band forever." I don't know. And then I saw him play and I was like, "You're really good."
1: That's awesome. And
0: he gets uncomfortable if you're nice to him, but I was like, "But you're really good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude he flips
1: out it's awesome
0: it's so great but well you guys are both in bands um uh derek with jagger sharks and then uh bottom feeder and then John you're in dead bars all you guys are all in great bands so you should definitely talk about your bands while you're on here obviously
1: thanks yeah dude uh, I also played drums in a band called ensign that was oh, like God the-
0: damn if i i knew that too and i I wrote it down and I didn't read it off I'm so sorry
1: um, do you know where it's, John what do you you got you got stuff going on you're
0: playing' you guys the playing the fast what the
1: f-
2: again? Yeah, um, so let's see what's up. We're doing – we're actually – Dead Bars are going to be recording, start recording a full-length album on Friday. We're going to take um, like four days, five days, and just bang out like 13 songs or something like that. So that's like the first, um, the first album that I've done in – like honestly – 10 years, Derek, the last time I ever recorded more than, you know, an EP's length was um, the Red Light, Green Light, the first album. So this this is, like, a big deal for me. I'm excited about it. Um, we are going to – No Idea Records is going to put out the full length, which is, which is awesome. We're going to be playing a festival in Montana called Total Fest. We're going to be playing um, – the fest in Florida, and we are tentatively making some plans to do some uh, some other East Coast shows as well. So I might be I might be back at some point in the fall. But right now it's just focusing on the record, and we're gonna hang out in the Northwest for the summer and uh, enjoy the enjoy the beautiful weather and um, keep doing the keep doing the DASUS up shows and and keep uh, keep hanging really.
1: Damn. It's am i still,
2: com- am I still coming to europe with you dude yeah and then and then we are planning a uh yeah that's not like a, a officially announced yet but yeah i mean it's uh, in the i guess it's in the works being booked right now so um yeah we're we, we we're probably going to be doing our first ever europe tour in october um derek's going to come and uh Uh, do merch and tour manage and um, we'll be there for like two and a half weeks is the plan, Um, which is amazing because um, it's Europe. Yeah. Well, I think that like just the opportunities that have kind of popped up for the band over the course of this last year really was, was kind of exceeded my expectations. So we're just kind of going with the flow and uh, we actually got, I think we got this offer to play at the Ramones museum, Um, in in Belgium, um, like the booking agent was like, do you play acoustic shows? And I'm like, no, but (laughs) we, I was like, but if we get paid, I mean, if, if it pays well, then yes, you know? So she was like, she was like, okay, well, you're going to be playing at the Ramones museum. And I was like, all right, sounds good. So yeah, there's some, there's some cool stuff coming up this year for sure.
0: Dude, that's really awesome.
2: Yeah. I'm psyched. John's got a really cool job too. You should talk about your job, John. Oh yeah, you you still doing EMP? Yeah, so um, I work in a rock and roll pop culture museum called EMP Museum, um, and just in the visitor services department, um, able to you know do gallery tours, events. Um, We actually just did a um, showcase um, the other day for. Hardly Art Records, which is the sub-pop subsidiary. We, there was a Taco Cat, um, Chastity Bell, and um, S, is the name of the band. Um, there was a showcase. So we do some cool stuff, and we have exhibits on Nirvana, Jimi Hendrix. Um, we have exhibits on, um, you know, the history of the guitar, on... Um, the history of music videos. There's interactives where you can play instruments, you can learn how to play instruments, you can make music videos, and then we have a whole nother like kind of TV and film area where you can check out stuff on fantasy films, science fiction, horror movies, and um, just general, uh, just general kind of pop culture stuff too, which is awesome. So there's tons of cool stuff. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot happening this year. So I'm just kind of taking it one step at a time. That's awesome. Fuck. Yeah. What are you up to, Derek? Yeah,
0: and Derek, how, how do you have all that energy? Three bands while, like, doing everything else?
1: It like the, all three bands don't equal one real band.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there it is.
1: Everything <laughs> everything's just so sporadic. It's super fun. Like, I don't care. Like, I stopped trying to play music for, like, a, uh, you know, for anything other than fun. Uh, after, like, Red Light, Green Light, which is way easier and way better. Um, so, yeah, they're just, like, everybody's super busy, so it's cool. We just kind of, like, chill. Um, you know, uh, Jaguar Jaguars Shark, I guess, would be technically the most active, but everybody's got, like, real jobs and are, like, doing stuff. We tried, and, like, we tried playing a show the other day in Jersey City, and Jersey City is very difficult.
2: Yeah,
1: what happened with that? They pulled the cabaret license or something, and the guy who runs that place didn't tell me until an hour before loading. So I'm literally. Dopeness. Yeah, which is not the dopeness. It's more like the whackness. Um, <laughs> but dude, fucking. So I'm driving home. Like, I just didn't, had dinner with um, my grandma and my mom and my brothers out at uh, Reservoir Tavern in Booten. So I'm driving to Jersey City like waiting for you know for load in or whatever and like i put this show together for our friends who are touring around they were called uh the new strange me and my buddy alex who we do that record label human blood um we uh, put out their records so they needed a show you do a record so label I, too yeah it's not real though we just like press <laughs> we just press like limited run records and like you know Holy mostly shit. of like uh, yeah so it's like we did like a bottom feeder record we did like jaguar shark records i did like a split 12-inch, it was Jaguar Shark and John's old band, Peterman, which had uh, Tom from Houston Calls in it, which was a really cool record. And uh, then, let's see, I did the the Jaguar Shark uh, Scandal Split. And um, yeah, so, okay, so we put out that record, and uh, the the show got shut down theoretically. So I was like, how do I fix this? Because they have to play. So I ended up moving the show to our practice space in Hoboken, which is like in this old... uh, Warehouse. Um, it's like the last art warehouse in uh, Hoboken. So, because Hoboken is a super gentrified area where the luxury condos and blah blah blah. So, um, I moved it there, and it was like invite only kind of. And it was really fun. We had like a, you know, super good turnout. Uh, we did donations, you know. So I got the touring bands paid a couple hundred, like two hundred bucks each, because people were being super generous. Everybody got drunk, and we had a show, but it was, you know, it was a little more stressful than. It should have been so. That was the last Jaguar Shark thing that we did, and then Bottom Feeder recorded four uh, new songs that are going to come out um, later this year. Uh, we recorded with Kevin Die from uh, the band Gates, who are homies, and two of the uh, two of the dudes from Bottom Feeder are also in that band Gates. And We recorded out at this place called Voodoo in uh, Long Island, which is where uh, like the brand new record Deja do was recorded and stuff. So. That was really a cool experience, and that's gonna, those four songs is going to be a 10-inch. It's going to come out on Good Fight, which is uh, Carl, uh, Carl's label, who he used to run Ferret Records, and uh, he's also in that band Nora, so he's putting that out for us, so that should be super cool. And then um, Ensign has a split 7-inch that's supposed to have been coming out for the last two years. We're all finally done recording. It's going to be a split 7-inch with that band Grade from... Uh, Canadian, from- eh? Yeah, from Canada, eh? oh i <laughs> yeah.
0: fucking love grade
1: yeah me too dude so and that's yeah that was surreal too like talk like, about
0: full circle man putting out a split with grade and while you're I mean, in ensign
1: well it's weird because like i was like you know i was a kid and i was like fucking I, I used to listen to ensign like and if you told me when i was 16 that i'd play drums in ensign i'd be like haha you're a fucking idiot you know <laughs> but that's that's how it is and like uh and then like when i started playing with them like three years ago We were, you know, not active, but doing stuff. And then, like, Grade got back together, and we went up to Canada and did two shows with them up there, one in this, like, 1500-cap room, and it was part of the Canadian Music Festival, and that was sick. And then the next day, we played a basement, a secret show in a basement uh, in Toronto, and that was really fucking rad, too. And we, like, rode down, and they're just super chill dudes, and then they came to New York. Like, I guess it was this past year. We did a show at St. Vitus, and then we did a show down in Philly at this place called – I think it was the Boot and Saddle, and that was super fun. And then they came down again, and they played Nate Fest. And so to be able to, like, you know, hang and chill with those dudes, especially after – I was a big – I, like, really liked Grabe back in the day. Oh, yeah, when, you know, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah Big dude. time. Big time. Yeah.
0: I still do, so, and I don't care – I st- and because uh, I, I think I found – I think Silverstein and them are from like that same part of Canada, and I had and then them and like Alexis on Fire, and I had this like phase where I was obsessed with like the Toronto scene.
1: Well, here's a funny th- fun fact: the uh, the drummer for Grade Now, or at least who has been playing with Grade, is the drummer from Alexis on Fire.
0: Holy shit!
1: Yeah, I didn't know that either. And he always borrows my drums now. <laughs> so that's
0: you plug fun. that dark horse every chance you can. And be like,
1: hey. oh yeah, he, he borrows my dark horse drums. Yeah, dude, it's that's super-
0: so sick, dude. That dude, wow, isn't yeah. it? That's awesome. It's just nice to see like both of you guys like and like you know and you don't seem to have big heads about it. It's just like, holy shit.
1: Yeah, dude, <laughs> This we- is cool. We're still broke.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the downside of all of us, this generation <laughs> of kids. Like, things are cool, I don't have that much money.
1: No, it's awesome, though. It's like, it's awesome. Everybody, we're happy. <laughs> let's To quote Bigwig, uh, I'd rather be happy and poor and then have it all and still want more. You know, and, you know, it's funny, too, because, like, I see uh, Bigwig is getting back together, too, and I, like, know Tom now, like, singer, and, like, we're cool. And, actually, the drummer uh, from Bigwig is going to start playing dark horse drums as well. Oh, I used
0: so. to what, isn't one of the bigwig dudes a guitar tech for now?
1: Um, I don't know for sure. I mean, they've had. I think so- it was at one point. They've had yeah. a lot of
0: members. I'm trying to. I'm, th- I'm thinking it was. Um, it was one of the going off track episodes. They had someone who was like a. Was it bigwig? It was some dude who was like ended up being a guitar tech for like Guns and Roses and shit like that.
1: Oh, tight. Well, there's there's a running there's a couple running jokes in New Jersey. It's like. X X bigwig and X Ensign is like the longest list of people ever. It's like everybody used to be in bigwig. Everybody used to be an Ensign. That's to the point, incredible. Well, we made this limited shirt for Nate Fest, and it was um, it was uh, it's all of the names of the people who played in Ensign in in like smaller fonts as they go down, and Nate is like in big le- in big uh, letters, and then Tim's next because Tim's always been there. Dan's next. I'm after that because I'm currently in the band. Corey's in it, a uh, homie Corey, who uh, used to be in Let Me Run, and then he was in Ava- he was in he still plays with Avalanche, tours with them, and then uh, he also is in Bottom Feeder with me, and he actually, he plays in Ensign with me as well. But so his name's next, and then it keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. It's really funny, and there's like that's 29- such a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's a funny shirt. And
2: Ensign, Ensign is also a band that has zero original members, which I think is really awesome. Yeah, because,
1: yeah, because, exactly, dude, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, but yeah. Tim's been in it forever, and Nate has been in it forever, but not from the beginning, I guess. Because they, <laughs> they, they had a demo tape with a different singer. Oh, yeah. that's
0: so fucking funny. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. so sick.
1: And Tim's a crazy dude, too. Like, he's awesome. Um. I didn't know him back in the day, but apparently he was kind of like, you know, not, you know, there. Was, he, apparently it was difficult, but like now he's like, he's he's so chill and I don't see what people were talking about. He's like a yoga instructor now. He like surfs <laughs> all the time, but he's like this hardcore dude. He used to, he used to tour with us. Sick of it all. Uh, he was like the roadie dude. He was, he was a guitar tech for Rancid for a while. Like he's uh he's a really, really, really awesome, awesome dude. And he's still straight edge and still like, you know he's like, you know, he literally practices what he preaches. Like he is he is a really, really, really cool dude.
0: Still edge, that's rare.
1: I know, that's what I mean.
0: That's very rare. I don't I think I can think of like one or two people who actually stuck with it.
1: Yeah, well, what's cool about playing in a straight-edge band is you get way more into, uh, drink tickets. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to be edged to be in the band, right? That's, that's what, Nah, dude, because I wouldn't be able to be in it. Me, yeah. Corey, and, uh, me, Corey, and uh, Dan wouldn't be able to be in it, but we get more drink tickets now. It's cool. Oh, that's I felt weird, though, because at Nate Fest, you know, well, every time we play, I'm, like, drinking beer while we play, and I always think it's funny that, you know, I pl- I'm playing, you know, uh, straight-edge songs and drinking beer. But it is what it is, right?
0: Oh, yeah. No, that's fucking awesome. Oh, man, yeah. thank you guys so much for coming on. Like, where can people find all of your list of things, like, online? I'll put it something in the front, too, but, you know, just plug the shit out of all your stuff.
1: Um, Well, you can – like, Dark Horse Percussion is me and John. Uh, that's our custom drum company. That's just darkhorsepercussion.com. Uh, and then if you just Google search, you know, uh, Jaguar Shark is the name of my band. We're on, like, social media spots. We're on, like, Spotify, iTunes, and all that. Bottom Feeder is kind of the same vibe. Uh, There's another band called Bottom Feeder from South Jersey, so just watch out. We're the one that's not metal, we're just like hardcore. And then uh, Ensign is uh, Ensign NJ. I, I forget the name of the website, but just Google it. Google's awesome. And then, yeah, I think that's all my stuff.
2: Um so you can check out Dead Bars, um on you know, same thing, Facebook, um, Bandcamp, Instagram, um just at DeadBars, um Das What's Up Gig or local Pacific Northwest shows if you're ever interested. You can check that out on Facebook or Blogspot or Twitter, um, or Instagram. Um and then yeah, keep checking back, you know. Stuff at noidearecords.com. Um, Var from No Idea just put out uh, a um, news release about upcoming records, and looks like um, No Idea is putting out a lot of cool stuff for this year. And um, they, you know, he also requested that if anybody wants to pester Small Ground Bike to uh, to make another album to uh, bother them. So world, you all should talk to small ground bike and tell them to get back together and uh, record another album. Dude, they're um, going to be at, uh, they're going to be at skate and surf. I'll, will yeah, talk to them. Yeah. There. They're, they're, so I guess they are back together, but they're not, they're, they're not, they don't have no new, new material. So anyways, if they do, uh, we'd be interested. And then let's see. Um, what else? Uh, Dead bar's next show is May 15th in seattle washington with legendary punk rockers doa which is going to be ridiculous. yeah
0: damn yeah so you guys can play with doa and muster plug there you go that's <laughs> that's the dream right there right
2: <laughs> i guess so
0: <laughs> oh thanks guys so much and uh, have a good one and um i'll probably hit you i'll let you know before it goes up i'll probably have to email you and be like
2: thanks guys okay. later later peace Thank you